on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions Of modern society and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today, we have Q and AF Alright, if you're unfamiliar, if this is your first time listening That means question and uh, answer as fuck, I think. I'm not sure. But anyhow, if you're new, we got a couple different things that you need to understand here. Number one, we have a fee for the show. The fee is $1,000 right to my my Venmo, which I don't have, or you can share the show. Uh, Secondly, if you're new, um, we have multiple different formats of the show. Okay, We have CTI, which stands for Cruise the Internet, which is where we... uh, talk about the news. We kind of make it funny, but we also kind of get the main points out and point out the problems that we have going on in society. Um, then we have Q&AF, which is what you're going to hear today, which is where we answer questions that are the solution for the problems that we point out in society. Uh, and then we have real talk, which is basically, you know, personal development uh, talk that a lot of people <clears throat> may or may not uh, enjoy listening to, but at the end of the day, it's going to make you better. And then we have full length, which is where I bring on interesting people, uh, people who kick ass and they teach us all how they kicked ass. And uh, that's what we do here. So in regards to the fee, if you get value out of the show, which I think you will, um, please share the show. All right. This message, it, it, imagine, and, and for those of you to listen to the show, imagine if you had all shared the show starting uh, two plus years ago. Every single time we had got the word out that I've been talking about for the last two years. Would we be in this position? No, we wouldn't be. So it's important that you share the show. It's important that you help us grow it because I'm one of the few motherfuckers that's going to actually talk about how we're going to fix it. So I would appreciate your help with that. Now, with that being said, what's up? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Uh, and guys, remember too, as always, if you want to, uh, you can email your, uh, submit your questions in, guys. These, are coming, these questions come from you. Uh, email those questions in to ask Andy. At AndyForsella.com. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, man. It's been, a, what, about a week? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been a busy week. We had a Arte Syndicate uh, Summit, which was amazing. Then we had uh, Ed Milet's book launch uh, mm-hmm. for, for his uh, new book. That is amazing. Um, that was in North Carolina. We flew out, gave a little talk, um, flew back. It's been Memorial Day weekend, you know, there's lots of shit going on. Yeah. People messaging me like, where, where's the show? Which is great. I appreciate it because it means that you guys miss it. But, uh, you know. Did they take you guys down? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, maybe maybe this will be the one. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, sometimes we got to take a breather here. You know, these guys here in the show, uh, the work on the show, we've got a full crew. Um, you know, sometimes we all need a little breather, man. It's not even more than that, bro. Like, like what I've been getting, people got to like people forget. Like, bro, you 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 actually like run businesses. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you do got a daily daily checklist of shit you got to get done too, right? So it's like, yeah, people, people I, tend to forget about that too. Yeah, man. I mean, this is not my main gig, right? Yeah, right, right. um, you know, maybe one day it could be, but it's not right now. <laughs> so uh, if I wanted it to be, I could be. You know, if I wanted to charge from ads, and I mean, we could turn this into a a, a strong eight figure a year podcast. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the truth is I don't really like doing that. Uh, first of all, cause I don't like being beholden to anybody else. Like I want to say what the fuck I want to say. I want to say what I believed is right and what is wrong. And I don't want someone else thinking because they 
pay me money on the show that they could control what the fuck I say or not say. Like I see right. what they do to Rogan sometimes and right. I can't stand that shit. Right. You know, but I mean, if someone was going to fucking pay me 200 fucking million dollars, I'd probably think about it a little bit more. Right. But I'm certainly not doing it for money I don't need, right? right. Um right. and and honestly, I I don't think I would do it for any money. I I don't think I I think if I wanted that kind of deal, I could go out and get that deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, cuz you also understand too like how bad the 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 persuasions. Yeah, and, Joe and does an amazing job navigating that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, bro, he's he, dude's a fucking amazing fucking. And I mean, we, we're lucky. Made... <laughs> we're lucky as Americans to have that dude right now. Yeah, for real. He's definitely made Spotify sweat a few times. <laughs> if Spotify was smart, they would swing the other way and just go with him. Mm-hmm. He is the media right now. Yeah. So that's anyway. real though. But yeah, man, we got some good ones for you, man. Let's knock these out. <clears throat> Andy, question number one. Can you explain to us what makes people loyal to a brand, right? You've talked about uh, how important personal branding is in the past. What would you say is the best way to make people loyal to your brand? Dude, it's super easy. Um, Most people who try to create loyalty, they ask the question like this. What can I do to make my customers think I care about them? Mm. What's the answer to that? It's nothing. Hold on, what's the answer? Actually care about them. Actually give a fuck about them. It's real simple, okay? Most of you guys are caught up in this manipulation mindset. Mm. How can I trick my customers into thinking we care? And when you shift the perspective from that, which is 99% of businesses, uh, to actually caring, right? Right, Actually providing a, a, a valuable service or a product that changes people's experience. And it doesn't have to be uh, you know, it could be anything. Like if you're making fucking French fries, bro, make the best fucking French fries there are. Yeah. Right. Like you could take this to anything right. and people think, you know, Oh, well, what if I sell tires? Well, get a, get a way, create a way that you create value for that family, um, in ways that the competition doesn't. And that it's really simple. You just have to care. Yeah. And, uh, so many people are caught up because of the way Instagram is and the way this, um, society is about manipulating the customer and like dude that's old thinking like that's that's big media thinking from the 70 years of the invention of radio and television to the invention of of uh social media and what people don't understand when i say that is okay when when you have no customer feedback you could and we just have tv and we just have radio we can run ads and kind of promise whatever the fuck we want because it takes years and years and years for customers to like to talk. Right. right? But when you create an instant feedback vacuum, like you have with social media, now you have to actually deliver what you promise or everybody's going to know. And the problem is most of these entrepreneurs out there are trying to give the very least and, and charge the very most. And that doesn't perpetuate loyalty. Loyalty is I'm here for you. I solve your problems. I care about you. Even if it doesn't make me a fucking dollar today or $10 or a hundred dollars or even make me money anytime. You should be in the, in the business of solving people's shit. And if you actually care to improve people's life, the loyalty will become natural. It will become organic and people will value that and trying to manipulate the loyalty. I mean, look, there's definitely a system for this, how to do it. But the, the intention of following the system is what matters, right? Like if I gave you a step-by-step guide on how to create loyal customers, which I do inside Arte Syndicate all the fucking time, yeah. um, you, if you execute that with the wrong intent, 
Like if you execute, yeah. yeah, if you yeah, execute yeah. that with the intent of I'm still trying to get the most and give the least, that's what you're not going to get anything. Okay. So the intent always has to be right. And if you could fix the intent within yourself about how you provide, uh, you know, what kind of teammate are you? Are you, are you the teammate who, um, wants everybody to like, look up to them? Or are you the teammate that serves your team? Mm. You, yeah, do you understand no, what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Are you are you a business who's there to make as much money as possible, or are you a business that exists to solve people's problems? Yeah. If you ask people, most people, if you walk up to them on the street, say, "Hey, why do businesses exist?" Their answer is always almost ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the answer will be, "What do you think?" Make money to make money, and it is not make to make money. money. Right. The right. purpose of business is to solve fucking problems. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And so, if you want to create a brand that people care about, that love, that they make a part of their life, that they include in their decision-making of where they're going to spend their money, you have to care about them first, not last. And this same, this same, like if you have trouble in a team, if you're somebody who, who has trouble working with others, it's the same adjustment that needs to be made. Take the fucking focus off the self, okay? Don't worry about the credit you receive and worry instead about the value you deliver and then the credit will come naturally. Right. 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 So it's all just a perspective adjustment. Would you say there's like a massive vacuum of that right now, though? Because like I feel like there's a lot of faceless companies that are just like it's just the brand name. There's no there, there's no value, real value exchange. Right? Like, what are you really getting from Amazon ordering, you know, pressing a couple of buttons? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there's a massive the, what people want. Okay. That, okay. That, all right. That I agree right. with you. Yeah. But what's that mean for the entrepreneur? It means they got to do it. No, no, no. <laughs> what's it mean? Uh, there's an opportunity. Huge for opportunity. Huge opportunity for you guys out there who, you know, you guys look at that like, you know, I look at the Nike of the world, right? Like I, I, people think that I hate Nike. It's not that I hate Nike. I admire the fuck out of what they've done. Mm-hmm. They've just gone astray. Okay. Um, they don't represent American culture the way that most Americans believe American culture should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see Nike as an amazing company, one of the most iconic brands in the world, but I also see people every single day fucking becoming disenfranchised with them. You know what I see there? I see an opportunity, right? Right. And that's how we have to look at it. And you guys, as entrepreneurs, especially you young men and women that are listening, you guys are the future. Like you're the future Nikes. You're the future, you're the future fucking uh, big techs. You're the future. Like, I know that's hard to... (laughs) That's hard to comprehend when you're 20 years old and you don't have shit and you're eating fucking ramen. But like all those motherfuckers were doing the same thing, right? So where's the opportunity and how can you capitalize on their lack of care to benefit your own brand? That's how I would be examining this scenario. Yeah. You know, so it's a massive opportunity. Because people want it. Listen, bro, I don't think that the per, I don't think the opportunity in business has ever been better. Ever, ever, ever. I think it's, I think it's massive, especially culturally. Mm. You know, people do not want to support, and it's financially proven, bro. CNN, they had to lay off hundreds of people. CNN Plus, fucking done. Netflix, fucking got their ass beat until they said, hey, uh, fuck you. We're not standing for <laughs> that we shit. We shouldn't do that, yeah. <laughs> um, Carhartt, uh, fucking Disney. Disney, yeah. Like, bro, the, the data's there, right? The data's there. People are done spending their money with companies that do not represent the agenda of America first. That's the truth. This globalist, politically correct, super ultra woke strategy 
is clearly failing. And if you decide to go that route with your brand, after all the data that is that is available for you, like, you know, you probably shouldn't be in business because you're stupid. Right. So and I don't say that to insult anybody, but you have to be able to look at the real data of what people are wanting and deliver that. Those free business lessons right there, man. If you're paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Top Gun had just one of the highest grossing uh, weekends of all time. There's no woke shit in it. Mm. What's that tell you? Yeah. What's that tell you? Question number two, Andy. Uh, I'm naturally a quiet and reserved person. I now manage a team of people at my job, and I'm struggling with getting their buy-in because of how I am. How do I become more outgoing and establish myself as a good leader to my new team? Well, first of all, being outgoing is, that's a skill in itself, okay? Um, I'm an introvert. I'm not an outgoing, passionate person by nature. You guys think I am, but you don't realize the practice that went into becoming that. And I have uh, intentionally exercised my skill set and I've talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. You know, I used to go into a grocery store every day for years and not leave until I introduced myself to three random people. Mm. And I did that because my people skills were weak. And I knew that if I needed, I knew if I wanted to become what I wanted to become, I needed good people skills. Yeah. So I practiced them. Um, so that's the first thing to say is like, you, 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 you can build those skills. All right. It's not, it's not a trait. It's something that you practice and become. That's the first thing. Second thing is um, there's a million different leadership styles and not all of them have to be like mine. The outgoing. And yeah, the, yeah. Like yeah. I, like I, I, in fact, I would say my leadership style isn't even that outgoing. I would say it's what you guys see when you see a video clip or you see me on the podcast and my, you know, a short clip for two to three minutes, you see me like getting passionate and shit and you assume that's how I am all the time. I know because you guys fucking message my wife and you say what's it like living with andy i bet it's super motivating like, what the fuck do you guys think dude like i'm not like that all the time and i think you know there's a time and place for fire and brimstone and and getting people hype yeah. and there there's also a time and place for bringing people back down yeah okay and and great leaders they understand the inverse relationship of that they understand that when everybody's panicked and everybody's uncertain and everybody's fucking upset that that's your cue to bring people back down a level, let them know it's going to be okay. So that takes calmness. That takes certainty, right? Yeah. Um, when people are complacent and when they're not understanding the urgency, that's when your job is to bring them up to that urgency level. You do that with passion. You do that with emotion. You yeah. do that with, with, uh, with, you know, maybe a little bit of, of uh, enthusiasm or a lot, you know? So there's, you can't judge yourself on how your leadership style is based upon what someone else does or, or says. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think some of the most powerful leaders in the world are literally some of the calmest people in the world 98% of the time. Mm. So um, I'd be real careful to think that you're somehow lacking as a leader because you're not naturally some sort of uh, charismatic person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's real. And look, dude, I don't know the data on it, but I mean, I, I would say even outside of just leadership, man, I think people, we have lost those interpersonal like skills of just like knowing how to go up to a random person and just say, hey, I think anybody should be practicing that stuff. Man. Yeah, of course. Look at everybody. Like, we're so in tune on these phones now, yeah. man. It's like, when's the last time you shook a person's hand and yeah, looked but, them in the eye? Yeah, but dude, the thing is, and here's the, here's the, there's opportunity in that too. Yeah. So let's say you're a 20 year old. So, so dude, let's go back to when I was 20. Yeah. When I was 20 years old, there wasn't smartphones. 
Okay. It wasn't a thing. Like you didn't have social media. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. All right. If you wanted to be successful in life, you had to know how to walk up to someone, initiate a conversation and create a good interaction. You had to know it. Yeah. Now you don't necessarily have to know it um, because the technology has replaced that aspect. And what you have is you have a lot of people out there who are, who, who are not skilled in interpersonal dynamics or relationships who would be much more successful if they were because the people that are around them have zero people skills. Right. So if you're in call a, it socially awkward. Yes, yeah. bro. Look, the people who are 20 years old right now and 20, 20 to 30, they actually like 15 to 30. You, you guys out there, you have a tremendous opportunity to get way ahead of everybody to your left and to your right by just developing good people skills. That mm-hmm. shit that I had to have just to even function. Right. right. That's how far gone we've gone with it. So if I was a young person and I'm looking at how I could create every single advantage I can over everybody else, which is how you have to look at it. Right. Um, the idea of everybody holding hands, singing Kumbaya and fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like that shit's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. All right. You have to be looking at yourself as a fucking I'm, I am my own force yeah. and I need skills. I need I need tactics. I need to understand how to do these things um, that my peers don't have. And you sh- when you're a young person, it's important to think like that. What yeah. skills can I develop that my like-minded peers of the certain age don't have? And how can I develop them? And by doing so, you become, you stand out naturally because yeah. everybody else is abandoning those ideas. Yeah. Dude, that's, the, that's the thing with technology, man. It's like, there, there's, has there been great advancements? Of course, right? But like, at what cost? You know what I'm saying? Like, and now I think there's a massive segment of the population that's just socially awkward. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's really, really sad. So, I mean- I just thought we should point that out, man. Well, I mean, also, like... But knowing that it is a skill on. to build, though. Like, yeah, you know but, like, saying? dude, look what they've done. Like, they've created a technology where everybody gets sucked into the technology. And then on the technology, they tell you that everybody hates you. <laughs> okay? And they tell you that, you know, for whatever reason, okay, maybe maybe it's racism. Maybe it's misogyny. Maybe it's... Uh, difference of political beliefs. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this. But every single person that looks at the phone has a reason as to why society doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what does that do? That creates more dependence on the phone. Because why would I leave the phone to go talk to someone who might probably hate me according to what they say on the exactly. phone? Exactly. All right, so like we have to understand that the mental abuse that's happening here is designed for you to spend more minutes on your phone, not less. Right. And that is mental abuse, bro. This is no different. What they do is no different than what they did to POWs. Yeah. People don't really understand that. So like when you look at your phone and you see, you know, oh, fuck, man. Fucking racism. Oh, fuck, man. Fucking misogyny. Oh, fuck, man. Mm. Transphobic. Oh, fuck. Everybody fucking hates everybody. Are you really that much likely to go talk to people in real life? Or are you more likely to stay in the fucking place where no one's really fucking with you? Mm. And what do they find when they get off their phone and they go out in real life? Oh, it's amazing. What do you find? It's nothing like that. (laughs) It's nothing like what they describe on the phone. You guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a big deal that people fucking develop these skills so that you can understand the truth of what actual society is really like. You know? Or or, I mean, on on the other side too, bro, like they'll they'll post these, they'll make a post that make it sad or whatever it is just to get that one like or a couple of comments. Oh, well, that's a whole other thing. That's the virtue signaling um, 
that's the victim virtue signal. Yeah. You know, but people, like psychologically, that's triggering that dopamine release, right? Like, and that's yeah. what's keeping you coming back to. Yeah. Yeah. And what people don't understand is that when you victimize yourself in a post over and 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 over, and you get likes and likes and likes and shares and shares and shares, what you've done is create a mental identity for yourself as a victim, which becomes impossible for you to escape from. Because if your whole identity for attention and dopamine that you get from social media is built around your own victimhood and your self-talk of how hard you have it and how fucking sick you are and how everybody thinks this about you and how this, this, this. First of all, dude, you need to understand no one really gives a fuck about you. Right. No one really cares. And, and that you could take that one of two ways. You could take that as, oh, I'm so sad that nobody cares. Or you could take it as, hey, I can live my life any way I want because no one gives a fuck. Right. All right. And I would choose the latter because that's the truth. Yeah. A lot of people have an inflated sense of self-importance and um, they don't realize by overly victimizing themselves instead of just being transparent, right? Transparency is not my sad story every single day because you're not a fucking sad story every single day. Transparency is, hey, I'm, I'm doing good. I got this, this, this. Share your wins, not your losses. Share yeah. the good things, not the negative. That's a cultural change that needs to happen. That's fucking real. So, and people need to stop pa- clicking you know, on these people who perpetually victimize themselves over and over and over again because you feel sorry for them. Bro, they're, 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 they're you. This is what's really happening. They're using your good heart to get attention from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what would that conversation be like if it was an in-person thing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might ruin my day. It's easy just to hit the like on the phone, though, man. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, fuck. But, dude, like, yeah. the problem is, is that. I support you. Yeah, but when you do that shit, you're cre- you're reinforcing their fucking identity that they can never escape from. Mm-hmm. So like when you have someone who's created a victim identity and you refuse to give it air, eventually they're going to give you something else. You see what I'm saying? But if you continue to validate, you're actually hurting them because they won't ever be able to escape that reality. They'll always see themselves as a victim. They'll always see that as the way they get attention. And that's if you really care about someone, that's probably about the worst thing that you could do to someone is to continue to 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 validate their victim experience, which isn't real. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a fucking victim. I got stabbed in the fucking face. How many times you hear me fucking talk about it? How many right. posts you see me crying about it? In fact, you say it's the best thing that's ever happened. It is to the you. fucking best thing that ever happened to me because <laughs> I overcame it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, you, th- you don't think I could fucking milk the shit out of that on social media? Right. Every fucking day? Oh, uh, bro, I was walking through fucking Quick Trip, and somebody gave me the evil eye, and I know they were looking at my scars. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so hard for me out here in the real world because my scars and everybody just judges me and this right. and that. Or I could look at it as, hey, I walk by these people, they stare at me, and they probably wonder that they probably think like not to fuck with me. Yeah, I'm saying they probably yeah. think, yeah, I like, want to fuck with that guy. I can choose to fucking believe whatever I want to believe about it. Yeah, all you're missing point, is the teardrops, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I don't, look, man, like shit, bad shit happens to every single person listening to this. Yeah. When you build your identity around the bad shit that's happened to you in the past, how can you ever become something else? Right. That's right, man. Guys, Andy, our third and final question for you. Andy. What are your thoughts on allowing politics or other controversial topics to be discussed at work? Historically, these topics have been known to distract people from the company's missions and caused arguments and divided a team. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, hey, man, I think I think part of the reason that um, we have such a, a divisive political environment is because only one side's ever been able to talk about their, their views. Mm. Um, the, the left 
has been able to oppress and put their views onto people for a number of years now. And if you don't do it, you're this, you're, you're, you're an ist. If you don't go along with their shit. And this is why, this is why people aren't hiring college degrees anymore. Right. You know, people want to say, oh, why aren't they valuing college degrees? Because big companies are learning that after 10 years of hiring people with college degrees who have been indoctrinated into woke ideology, that it's not a good idea for them to come work here because they fuck up the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost them more money than they're right. going to make. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about, uh, I think politics should be discussed. Um, and the reason I think politics should be discussed is because they should be discussed with the, with the idea of how are we going to fix the problem, not who's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people could learn a lot of things by having discussions about what's going on in the world instead of just saying, you know, don't talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't talk. Part of, part of what they want is they want everybody to be on edge. They want everybody to fucking hate each other. And that's why they make this shit so divisive. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're able to teach your team that, hey, we're all on the same team and we may not see everything exactly the same. However, we're going to work together for a common good, which is a better future for all of us. Isn't that exactly what America's supposed to be like? Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. you know, so yeah. so if you're still buying into the left and the right, um, the black and the white, the LGBT, whatever, plus versus everybody, blah, 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 blah. You're buying into their structure of division that they intentionally create so that they can rule over us. Mm. And so I think allowing for conversations to happen um, that might be uncomfortable is important. Yeah. I think it's super important. Um, mm. I think the idea of, you know, let's censor everybody who doesn't agree with me, bro, that's super dangerous. Mm. And, and by the way, you're censoring all the people that are, that are, have guns. Um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so at the end of the day, those people are not going to be censored. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I, I guess for me, I don't have a problem discussing any of my positions because I'm educated on them. Um, I also don't expect anyone to automatically agree with me on anything that I say. So I don't have a problem with people discussing whatever. Well, more than that, too, Andy, like you understand, like it's okay if you do think differently than me. I can still respect you for that. Some of my best friends. I mean, look, dude, some of my best fucking friends, they don't agree with me on every stance I have. Right. Like, that's why we're fucking friends. Right. You know, and that's what we're missing in this country. We're missing the ability to communicate. And the way that they the way that they've taught us how to not communicate is by making things like politics taboo or divisive or also PC culture. Right. Like we, we can't tell the truth because it's offensive. Right. No, man, we're going to tell the truth. We're going to tell the truth. This is America. We're going to fucking tell the truth. I don't care if you're fucking offended. I don't care. Like you're 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 being offended does not trump the truth. Right. It just doesn't. Right. It's facts over feelings. Yeah. Man. And and you know, you see people, um, I mean, dude, the NRA thing, right? The last this last week um has been a big topic of discussion. And the media made it seem like there was a million people out there protesting at fucking uh the NRA convention. Mm-hmm. There was like 20 people there. Right. I know because I know people that were there right, and right, they were yeah. sending me videos of and the media is making it. You know, the media is showing these fucking crazy people screaming and this and that. And it's literally like 20, 30 people They're behind three barricades. And yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, what does that tell you? Yeah. What does that tell you? They're trying to stir the pot of division. And 
we aren't divided fundamentally as neighbors. Like when you walk down the street, um, most of your neighbors are going to come out of their house and you're going to talk to them and you're going to think, hey, that's a pretty nice dude. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of America. You know, the media is a fucking seditious operation, in my opinion. Um, They could continue to cause division. They continue to fucking stir hate. They don't report anything good. None of these people have the interests of Americans in mind. And it, we're, we're at war. We're at a cultural war at this point in time, and it could turn into a different kind of war. But um, I think it's important for people to leave the labels behind and understand that when you buy into a label, you're buying into someone else's ideology. And by buying into that ide- ideology, it allows you to, it creates a scenario where you are uh, inflexible in your ability to learn. And it creates a scenario where, you know, you can't learn because if you know everything and you buy into this ideology, how are you going to listen to anything else? So the whole idea of us. That goes both ways. It does. hundred percent. And that's why, you know, I'm very careful to say who I support and who I stand behind. um, And who I think is, is someone who will go in and do the job because a lot of these people are, are bought into an ideology that is rigid and, that's not what America is supposed to be about. But America also isn't supposed to be about grooming kids that are fucking eight years old into, into adults, broken adults, sexual fucking lives. Right. You know, so the, there's, there's, there's definitely boundaries that yeah. need to not be crossed. And some yeah. of these boundaries are being crossed over on the progressive left uh, to the point where America is responding in a, in a, what could be a hyper aggressive way if they don't start regulating, you know, if I'm in the LGBTQ community right now, I'm fucking understanding like, Hey, these child people, these child predator people have infiltrated our movement and we need to fucking get them out because dude, 99.9% of LGBTQ people are not with that shit. Right. They're just not. No, they're not. They're trying to make it seem like it's all of them. They do. And that's dangerous for that group. You know what I'm saying? It's not a good thing. And, 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 um, you know, that, that's perpetuated. All of those things are perpetuated by uh, everybody being afraid to talk about real issues, which is what they do with PC culture, which, in my opinion, is a weapon. Um, I don't it's not my opinion. It's, it's a it's an actual tactic yeah. um, to create a scenario to s- people silence themselves. And, and I, I believe that the discussions are important because um, people have been silencing themselves and it's allowed people with malicious intent to really fuck up our shit. Yeah. So. I, I think it's good to have conversation. I think it, I think if you're the leader of your group and people have political differences, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's an opportunity for you to bring them together on some things. Right. You know, right. Cause we can all say it's fucked up right now. <laughs> we can all, you know about that. Everybody understands it's messed up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it, listen, everybody's starting to realize the manipulation that's happened. You know, mm-hmm. Elon went on this push for Twitter. You know, it was showed how many bots there were and this and that. And like, dude, what's been happening is they've created a false reality that people have been afraid to fucking to speak the truth. And I think you guys should all look at like, you know, how many of the polls are 80, 20 for common sense type people. Um, how many, you know, uh, how these woker companies are getting fucking destroyed like like understand you're the majority not the minority of common sense you know so um and that only comes out through conversation and i think that if people have more conversations they'd realize that we're also uh, we're all way more alike than we are different and we all want the same things we just say it different ways 
Yeah. Beautifully said, man. Well, guys, that was three, um, but we got a little caramel sauce, man, if you want it. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Andy, uh, caramel sauce question. If there was an action comedy movie of your life, who would you cast to play you? Action comedy? Can we guess on three? Huh? Like, can we say our answers on, at, at the same time? You know who I'm going to say? No. Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> that might be true back in his prime. I could see Samuel L. Jackson playing me. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a good one. Um, out of current dudes that, like, uh, that I think, like, that I understand their humor, <laughs> I think Chris Pratt's pretty funny. Chris Pratt, that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's a regular dude. He's, yeah. He, he kind of... And his roles, like, that's kind of how I act in real life. Like, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I like him. I think he's, I think he's pretty funny. I don't generally like a lot of Hollywood people. Um, he's kind of hot to me, too. I mean, oh, I is he? I know that's kind of weird, but yeah. Chris Pratt, well, that makes that's sense. He's a good looking dude. I mean, man. that's why I picked him because he was so hot. It was the, it's the handful of booty meat for me. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell I yeah. don't know, man. Fuck. Like, like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, I, you know, Maybe if Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Pratt had a baby, because they can do that these days. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll Sam Pratt. I like yeah, it. That's right. All right. Is that it? That's it, man. That's all, all right. I got, brother. Guys, share the show. I appreciate you. I love you guys. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on.